It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Run fits, pass coverage, and even a little bit of blitzing linebackers were our focus for Monday at Commander's Training Camp. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into this Monday episode of Locked On Commanders. Commanders fans, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to continue this conversation with me, you can text me simply by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Of course, I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, writer for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everyday viewers and listeners. And I greatly appreciate all of you for continuing to support the program on today's of Locked on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders. We're going to discuss Sam Howell's performance in the latest installment of our Howell Watch, and we're going to hear from linebacker David Mayo and receiver Jahan Dotson. Speaking of the linebacker group, we focused on many of the camp battles and questions so far, but the linebackers have not really taken center stage here for us uh, up to this point. So that's where we're going to start today. And whether you want to call it good or bad timing, however you want to look at it, but third-year linebacker Jamin Davis, absent from practice on Monday, uh, initially reported by Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, who tweeted, quote, Commander's linebacker Jamin Davis will not be at practice today. He's appealing a reckless driving conviction in Loudoun County. Reckless driving is a class one misdemeanor in Virginia, punishable with up to 12 months uh, in prison and a $2,500 fine. Uh, so a big mess for Damon Davis to uh, to have to deal with here in the middle of training camp. One day of practice uh, right now, but there is some history there uh, with this charge. If you want to go read Nikki Javala's timeline and also ESPN's John Kime tweeted some other uh, background uh, information on that whole situation. So not good for Jamin Davis, obviously, to miss a practice in training camp. Uh, it's bad enough when you have to miss a practice with an injury, but certainly having to deal with off-field issues uh, to miss a practice not going to be advantageous for him as he goes through or goes into a very critical year for him. The Washington Commanders will have to decide whether or not they opt into his uh, fifth-year option next offseason. Of course, we've got a long way till we get to that point and a lot of football uh, left to be played in practice. So let's get back to the guys that were on the field on Monday, Khalid Hudson in for uh, Jamin Davis in the uh, the uh, starting with for the first team defense when we got to the 11 on 11 uh, sessions in there with Cody Barton, Eifler and Mayo, the second linebackers into the defensive formation, followed by Harris and Farad Gardner getting the third crack at team defenses uh, again on Monday in the first 11 on 11 set uh, defense versus offense or a lot of run plays by the offense. And for the most part, it looked like Barton and Hudson were getting to their run fits on time. They were getting their relatively cleanly and, and in position, certainly, to make some plays. Now, remember, there's no pads. There's no hitting right now in this phase uh, of the preseason of training camp. So they're not actually making tackles, per se. But it did look from the angles that I could get that they were in the positions you would want them to be in to uh, potentially make plays uh, against the Washington Commanders run game there. On one specific right end run, Cleek Hudson got washed out by a pulling offensive line. The entire offensive line shifted to one side. That did open a hole for a fairly solid run. But for the most part, again, the run fits were good. They were timely. They were clean. 
they were where you would want your starting linebackers to be. Uh, again, with Hudson filling in for Jamin Davis. Barton and Hudson were also good uh, in zone discipline. A lot of zone coverage, as expected, from the Washington Commanders defense this training camp against the passing game. And both Barton and Hudson showed good discipline, staying in their zones, passing off guys uh, not too early, not too late all the time. Uh, and then specifically, one of those sessions in the, in the very first play of the 11-on-11s led to a throwaway by Sam Howell. Very good coverage, very good defensive discipline there. Now, later on in that first series, Barton held his zone for a solid five or so seconds, but eventually he did get sucked out of his zone by tight end Logan Thomas, who was coming through his area. Curtis Samuel was able to sneak in behind him. Uh, and, and connect with uh, Sam Howell for a completion there. And then on the very next rep, the commander's offense ran two routes into Cody Barton's zone. Uh, he covered the high man, uh, the high receiver coming into his zone, let De'Ami Brown underneath, uh, and Sam Howell found Brown for a connection. But again, I think in that situation, you got one man in the zone, and you got two guys coming through there. That's obviously by design by the offense to pressure that zone coverage, target that part of the zone coverage, uh, and obviously it worked. But you give up the short reception, you don't give up the guy behind you. So I think the decision by Barton there, uh, to take the high man and let Deami Brown come away with a shorter gain is the right one in that situation. On the next drop back for Sam Howell, the commander's zone coverage forced Howell to scramble. A good decision by the quarterback not to force it deep in opponent's uh, area. You you see a lot of young quarterbacks potentially force the ball in there, uh, and that usually leads to uh, at least an incompletion at best, right? But sometimes also interceptions. Washington's offense did get into the end zone on that drive. But something that impressed me from a football IQ and recognition standpoint was that on the touchdown pass from Sam Howell to, uh, to Terry McLaurin, Cody Barton actually recognized the combination, recognized the play, saw the Sam was going to go to Terry, broke on it well before the ball was thrown. But because it's a shorter pass, because of where Cody was in relation to the pass play developing, no way for him to get there. But it did show a little bit of a flash of football IQ, which I think is impressive and uh, something that you want to see from a new linebacker addition to this team. Uh, it wasn't completely perfect, though. Barton did appear to miss a run fit on a C-gap run in the third 11-on-11 period, came back strong, and worked in tam- tandem with Kalik Hudson later in that same set to blow up a B-gap run. Kalik went in there, wiped out the block, uh, the lead block, and then Cody Barton came in behind and filled the hole uh, and would have been a stop either at the line of scrimmage or even for a short loss. On another right-hand run, Barton wasn't there to make the play, but he did cut off the uh, north-south uh, lane for, for Antonio Gibson, forced Antonio Gibson to kick the run outside where he had teammates waiting to clean up the play. So, again, he didn't necessarily make the play, wouldn't have gotten the tackle in the stat box, but you like seeing Cody Barton have that awareness, force the run uh, to kick outside further than it wanted to, and, again, allow your, allow your teammates to, uh, to clean that up for you. Second-team linebackers, uh, Eifler and Mayo, the veteran David Mayo, also looked fluid and quick. Eifler even got a practice sack, right? We call it a practice sack. He's obviously not going to hit the quarterback, uh, but they dialed up a blitz up the middle for Eifler. Uh, he executed that perfectly cleanly, got into the backfield, and would have taken Jacoby Brissett down with relative ease uh, had it been uh, a full contact type of drill, right? Some teaching tape on that one for sure for the offensive line, for the quarterbacks. Certainly a play that Eifler is going to be proud of. Some other things that, they're, that this team's going to be proud of, touchdown pass for Sam Howell on day five. Not completely clean, again, for the second-year quarterback, but there were some highlights. There were also some lights. We'll get into that next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in any given game. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. 
Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, continuing today's episode of Locked On Commanders post-training camp practice number five here in Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, beautiful Ashburn, Virginia, the practice field here behind me over my shoulders. Hopefully the wind is not interfering too, too much. I've got it set up uh, about as best as we can out here, but hopefully the wind not creating too many problems. But I do want to thank you for making this show your first listen or view of the day. And of course, every dares appreciate you coming through. We will have mailbag episodes coming back uh, again at some point in time. Tuesdays usually our mailbag episode day, but we do have practice tomorrow on Tuesday. In fact, it's the first day of pads, so a lot of excitement. Uh, I've already talked to some offensive linemen about the excitement they're having uh, for that competition. We will talk to some offensive linemen after the uh, the day is over and see how the first day in pads went for those guys as well. I know a lot of you are concerned about the offensive line for good reason. A lot of new pieces there uh, as they continue to work to get together. But again, previously, last week on an episode, Nick Gates talked about their progress there. So if you missed that interview with Nick, make sure you go back and check that out uh, as well. And we will have more offensive linemen on the show as we get through uh, these training camp practices. If you want to submit other questions for future mailbag episodes, you can do that by dropping them in the YouTube comments. Of course, you can hit me on Twitter, email, or text me directly at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Now, we're going to switch things up just a little bit. I'm kind of playing with the format here uh, of the of these episodes. We're going to start here in the second segment with actually our Howell Watch day number five. Uh, again, up and down moments. It's kind of been an up and down training camp so far for Sam Howell. I uh, had one day where in 11s he was under 50%. And then you also had another day in 11s where he was above 80% but didn't have any touchdowns, also had an interception. So again, some up and down moments. Young quarterback, new offense. You kind of have to expect some of those things. Uh, but there are some positives here. Now, overall... Uh, in the 11s, in the 11 on 11 sessions for Sam Howell, he went nine for 16 on Monday, but he only attempted two passes in the first set of 11 on 11 plays. The rest of them were all runs. He completed one of those passes. One of those other passes fell incomplete. His next time out, so his second set, Sam Howell got to throw the ball eight times, dropped back nine times, completed five passes out of those eight attempts, and then scrambled uh, once. We just talked about that scramble. Uh, as part of our linebacker conversation. Now, each of his completions in that second set, which I thought was very impressive, went to different receivers, every single one of them. So Jahan Dotson got one, Curtis Samuel got one, De'Ami Brown got one, and Terry McLaurin got one as well, the touchdown, and then tied in Logan Thomas also getting involved uh, in that second set of passes. McLaurin caught a short comeback pass from Howell in the near left corner of the end zone against Kendall Fuller for the touchdown uh, to end that set. That was the same play we talked about just a moment ago with Cody Barton showing the uh, next level of football IQ, just unable to get there in time to make the play because of how far inside he was. Uh, the third set, Sam Howell finished the day going three for six on his final 11 for 11 set or 11 on 11 set. And the end result was a made 40-yard field goal from Commander's kicker Joey Sly. Second team did a similar uh, type of drive, ended up with a 45-yard field goal from uh, from Bagley, Badgley there. 
Uh, so the kicker is continuing to do a good job. We'll update the kicker competition uh, again later on this week. So overall today, a 56% completion percentage, not the greatest completion percentage in the world. Certainly not what a lot of Commanders fans are hoping to hear uh, here in training camp. But I think that what doesn't wow you is the completion percentage. What should wow you is the 10 points on three drives, uh, which is a solid amount of production, even in practice. Now, there are some growing concerns uh, within the fan base, and certainly the media members are out here kind of talking about it, about the defense winning more days of practice than the offense. And I think that there's a few parts of that, right? For one, this defense is expected to be uh, top 10, potentially top five defense in the National Football League this year. And I think that's a very important thing to remember. Uh, and then again, contextualize the new offense being installed, a new quarterback also being installed. Not only is that new quarterback being installed, but the new quarterback, it's his first year as a starting. NFL quarterback, and that's not so much to make mistakes because at the end of the day, up and down play is still up and down play no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been doing it. But the point is expectation management, right? What should we expect from Sam Howell versus what are we going to actually get from Sam Howell? And I think the best way that I can contextualize this at this point in time in training camp and in his development is what you're hoping for, what you're looking for is smarter quarterback play than what you got last year between both Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. And so far, I think we're seeing that, right? Uh, but getting back to the, the offense versus defense, this defense, by and large, obviously, Emmanuel Forbes, Cody Barton, Quan Martin, you know, a lot of these guys who are new to the defense, they don't, you know, they don't qualify for this. But some of these guys, the guys who have been around a little bit, the David Mayos, the Jonathan Allens, they're going on like 50 weeks or so of install. They've been in this defense. They've learned it. They know it. They're refining it. These guys know what they're supposed to be doing out there on the practice field. The offensive side of the ball. Everybody from Terry McLaurin all the way down to your last offensive player on the practice field. They're all learning something new this year in real time and go back to our conversations with Ron Rivera and coach Eric Bieniemy during the OTA periods during the mini camp. They essentially restart their installs as they go through right and coach Rivera talked about that already recently this week the recall that his offensive players have shown he's been very happy with the recall the offensive players have shown but understand that they're having to be retaught, recalling uh, the things that they've already been taught. So really, this offense is essentially in, you know, somewhere between weeks two and five of installation, whereas the defense, by and large, again, outside the newcomers, is in about week 50 uh, of install. So there's a little bit of difference there. So just kind of understand all these things when you're talking about or when you get concerned about hearing some of these complications. And I think that the bright side, the silver lining to some of the struggles that the offense has had is that Sam Howell has still only thrown one interception in 11 on 11s. Now he has two interceptions, but I say thrown one interception because one of those interceptions right on the hands of Deami Brown, he just let it go a mental lapse by Deami and it ends up in the hands of a commander's defender. So two interceptions in the stat box, one of them uh, a throw that I think you would say you put that on Sam Howell as a quarterback for that interception. So I think that's kind of the upside here, right? And I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway right now is if you're looking for smarter quarterback play from the quarterback this year than you saw last year and even in years before. Right now, you are getting that at this phase in training camp. And there's still a long way to go. David Mayo is going to talk about that as well. There's a long way to go. We've still got preseason games, so we'll see what happens there. But as it stands right now, after five days, whereas last year when Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke would miss on a throw in training camp, it was a really bad miss. When Sam Howell misses on a throw here, typically it's missing in a place where you either see where he was trying to put the ball, there was a fighting opportunity, the defender couldn't get it, put a hand on it, things like that. So those are kind of the silver linings to take away from this. But again, remember Sam Howell, second-year quarterback, young quarterback, new offense. So I think some 
some of us, not all of us, but some of us need to temper our expectations just a little bit. This is not uh, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes out here. Not saying that everybody's expecting that, but there are some some grumblings happening uh, about how well Sam is or is not doing. And I think right now, if you think second year quarterback, first year starter, you're pretty much getting what you would expect to get, except you're actually getting it a little bit smarter, which I think is a sign uh, for the positive. So talking about the positive, let's talk about our play of the day here. And it did not come from the first team, did not come from Sam Howell. It did come, however, from the second team. Uh, look, the defense forced a good amount of incompletions today, came away with an interception on in seven on sevens against Sam Howell. But there were some bright moments for the offense as well. One particular play comes to mind, and that is a second team offensive play by quarterback Jacoby Brissett, who threw a pass out there to Byron Pringle. I was on the defensive side of the field, so I could not see exactly where the yardage was, but I believe it was about a 40 yard or maybe a little bit longer, maybe a tad shorter than that. So 30 to 40 or so yards uh, connection with Byron Pringle, the new wide receiver here that joined right before training camp, uh, getting behind Jeremy Reeves, and there was nothing that Jeremy could do. Once that ball was in the air, it was pretty much over. Byron brings the ball in, takes it in the end zone. So that's Byron Pringle. He's been on the show here so far, the training camp. So what you're telling me is, come on, Lockdown Commanders, and you're probably going to score a touchdown. We'll see if uh, if John Dotson scores a touchdown tomorrow because he's going to be on the show here in just a minute. Uh, again, it was a rare miscue for Reeves. I think you know who's been, he's been in really good position all of training camp so far, really playing his assignments well. Uh, and where you want him to be in the defense. And, and and then, of course, a bright spot for the offense who scored two touchdowns of the day. That one and the one that we spoke about previously with uh, Terry McLaurin from Sam Howell. So two offensive touchdowns, two field goals as well. So both offenses putting together some good work here. Uh, but again, there's still some down moments, but also some up moments. Of course, we also talked about the linebackers today. So now let's hear from one themselves, himself, David Mayo, Gave me some time after practice, and uh, I've got a tentative scheduled meeting with Cody Barton tomorrow, so hopefully we'll get Cody on the show for tomorrow uh, as well. But I asked Mayo about linebacker stuff, obviously, but I also asked him about some topics that have been making their way around the fan base, about winning practice and the importance of players getting reps and how important is it that teams or, or players are getting reps with the first team, the second team, the third team. We talked about that as well because I know some fans are talking about some of that specifically when it comes to Jamin Davis. I also caught up with receiver Jahan Dotson because I didn't want to leave you with, you know, with only one player interview, not that David's not enough, but I wanted to give you two. So I also caught up with Jahan Dotson because it's always fun to talk to Jahan. So you're going to hear from both those guys coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave, let's start with the easy question. How do you feel so far, Drake? Great weather today. So. Absolutely, absolutely. A little bit, a little bit quieter without the fans, right? But how do you feel about the fan presence so far? Oh, it was awesome. When the fans came out the other day, it was a lot of fun. They were loud and rowdy, and and it was just brought a lot of energy to the field. It was awesome. Absolutely. And the defense has been looking good so far during, I mean, OTAs, mini camp, training camp. Uh, you guys are looking real in sync. Do you feel like it's, it's a little bit more fluid getting another year in the system? Yeah, I think all the guys that have been here, we you know, we're growing every year, and guys are out there playing fast, confident together. But it's early. Still got a long, long way to go. We got to obviously correct things every day. We're 
we're evolving and uh so we still got a long way to go but guys are doing great things out there absolutely and speaking of that you know there's there's a lot of kind of nervous energy i would say within within the fan base hearing about the offense maybe not doing as well and the defense winning kind of multiple days in a row how much of that uh from your experience is the fact that this, this defense by and large is like 50 weeks almost into some of the install and you guys are pretty familiar with what jack wants out of you and how much of that is this new offense being put in right now yeah i mean we come out here and compete you know they offense makes their plays too i mean this is just this is just training camp i mean people have good days sometimes the defense is rolling sometimes the office is rolling sometimes it flips mid-practice you know you just never know we come out here and compete every day and who's winning and losing I don't really think about that or worry about that that'll settle itself out we're early in training camp and we got a long way to go like I said earlier but um we're just out here competing every day. Absolutely. And then some conversations going on, especially fans in the stands. They see this guy getting reps next to a first stringer, this guy getting reps next to a second stringer. How much that, does that really weigh into kind of the future depth chart projections? Oh, I mean, man, I've been a part of teams where that stuff just changes throughout camp. I mean, we're just trying to get guys reps out here with different different skill or different guys, different teammates. And, you know, that's that all ends up figuring itself out at the end of camp, you know, so – like I said, it's early, so who knows? Absolutely. Does that energy to hit uh, an actual opponent in Cleveland, does that start to build this time this time of uh, training camp, or does that build a little bit later towards the first preseason game? Uh, I mean, personally, it builds a little bit later right now. You know, like we put on pads tomorrow, so I'm worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about the – not worried, but I'm focused on the meetings ahead, focused on the practice tomorrow. And uh, But you're right, it does come up quick. sure does every year. Absolutely appreciate you, David. All right, John, appreciate you taking time, taking time out to talk to me. Uh, let's, let's start with the easy question, the simple one. How's training camp going so far? It's been good, you know. Uh, just trying to get better every single day I come out here, uh, make sure I improve on some and uh, don't, make, don't make the same mistake twice. Absolutely. And, and how competitive has that defense been for you guys? Yeah, uh, it's been really good. They, they've been getting after us. Uh, we've been getting after them as well. Um, it's been fun just competing against those guys because, you know, I feel like they're one of the best in the league. So getting to go against that every single day. Absolutely. Second year in the NFL. Obviously, your second year also with Sam Howell. Uh, Sam's in a different role uh, than he was this time last year. You're expected to take a bigger uh, chunk of the offense this year as well. How do you how do you feel with you second year guys and how you're developing so far? Yeah, uh, just trying to get get a feel for each other um, and just get better every single day. Like I said, you know, making sure we come out here and get one percent better uh, and just improve on, on the things that that we're lacking. Uh, and make sure we communicate. That's the biggest thing, just communicating with each other. Uh, if we, we see a look, uh, make sure we call it out in the film room, make sure we fix it out. Where can you we can where can you feel kind of the biggest growth from yourself from year one to year two? Um, I feel like my, my mind mentally. Uh, I feel like I'm more mentally locked in. Um, last year, I was going through a lot of stuff, you know, pre-draft combine and all that stuff. Uh, but this year, I feel like I really got to lock in uh, on my skill set and being ready for, for entire playing the entire season. So. Like I'm better Absolutely. Pads come on uh, tomorrow. I'm, I'm hearing the rumors. There's some conflicting reports, but I'm hearing tomorrow. Um, how, how big of a difference does that make with uh, what you can do uh, with, with the DBs out there? Yeah, uh, it makes makes a big difference. Um, they, they get to hold us a lot more. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we just got to use our hands, different stuff like that. But uh, it's going to be fun. You know, first day of pads, uh, it's real football. Uh, so definitely going to be fun. And uh, how are the rookie rookie DBs doing so far out there, in, in your opinion? Yeah, they're doing really good. Uh, Forbes doing doing very well. Um, Paul Martin act very well. Uh, those guys are they're going to be a big part of our defense this year, so can't wait. I'm excited for them. Absolutely. Who's going to win the Big Ten? Penn State is one. <laughs>
right now. <laughs> All right, Commanders fans, it's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Coming up tomorrow, we've got practice. Pads are coming on, and the contact is going to be real. Fans are going to be back in these stands as well. So I look forward to seeing any of you that come out again. Locked On Commanders listeners, viewers, if you're here and you see me, don't hesitate to say hi. Uh, I greatly appreciate meeting any Locked On Commanders viewer or listener I can. If you want to get your questions in for future mailbag episodes, drop them in the YouTube comments. Email them to LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com. Tweet me at dharrison82 or hit me up via text message by going to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And every dayers, I thank you greatly for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me part of your day, part of your football routine. And if you want anything else Washington Commanders related, just hit me up on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.